Hello, and welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Let's dive into Knuckle, Chapter 3, and find out more about Nicholas's dilemma. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> Patricia, after being told what happened to Charles, took a large sip of Nicholas's brandy. She had a feeling about what Nicholas just finished telling her and repeating what he had told her what happened since he turned 30 regarding the pedestrian, the truck driver, and the mother and child that something bad was going on. Nicholas grabbed a Kleenex and blew his nose. There was a silence between them. Patricia got up and took off her jacket. Nicholas looked lost and alone. Pouring another brandy, Patricia sat back down, handing Nicholas the glass. Taking a sip, he asked what she's thinking about. She didn't want to tell him that she had a bad feeling about all of this, but she also had doubt. There must be some sort of explanation, or it's all coincidental. But when she looked at Nicholas, she could tell that he was very afraid. Either way, something had to be done to relieve his worry that everything was his fault. Patricia replied that if there was something supernatural or mystical going on, who could answer that question? After a few seconds, Nicholas suggested that someone who specializes in that stuff, like a card reader or something, might be who to ask. Just then, the front door opened and in came the girls. They had been taken for the day by their one set of grandparents to a children's play climbing establishment. Hot dogs and ice cream for all. After saying goodbye to them, the girls went and played in their room. Closing the door, Nicholas looked at Patricia and asked her if he was crazy. Patricia got up, looked into his eyes and told him that he wasn't and that they should start somewhere to find out what was going on. Patricia also told him not to point or middle finger or anything to anybody until they find out. The girls were put to bed, Bedtime. and Nicholas and Patricia were looking at the laptop to find card readers or someone in the occult that could answer their questions. On Saturday, while the girls were being looked after by a different set of grandparents, Nicholas and Patricia arrived for their tea reading appointment. After being greeted by the tea reader, they were seated at a table. A cup and saucer were placed in front of them, and they were asked what kind of tea they would like. The reader told them that oolong, or gunpowder tea, were the best ones for doing a reading. After being given a description of what each tea tasted like, Nicholas decided to go with oolong, and Patricia went with the gunpowder tea. As they sipped their tea, the tea reader started with a bit of a history lesson regarding reading tea leaves. They mentioned that it was known also as tassiography, and that it can open up the soul. It can help people make peace with their past, and reading tea leaves was a great place to start. After finishing their tea, the reader instructed Patricia 
who was going first, to take the handle of the teacup in her left hand and move the cup three times, rapidly, left to right so that some of the leaves cling to the sides of the cup while some stay on the bottom. Then she was instructed to slowly invert the cup over the saucer and leave it until all liquid drains away. The reader then lit a candle and proceeded to focus and concentrate on what they were seeing in the leaves. After a couple of minutes, the reader, looking at the leaves at different angles and lighting, mentioned the images that they saw. Each one was explained to Patricia and possibly how they could be interpreted for work, relationships, and home life. When Nicholas finished his tea and replicating what Patricia did with her cup, he placed it on the saucer upside down. After a few seconds, the reader lit a new candle and picked up the cup. Starting to focus and concentrate on what the leaves were trying to say, a strange look came upon the reader's face, and then the cup exploded. Shards cut into the reader's face. Nicholas and Patricia looked in horror, seeing small pieces sticking out. Blood slowly running down like tears from each piece. The reader quickly got up from the table and asked them to leave. Please leave. Looking at each other, Nicholas asked, what did they see in the cup? Again, the reader asked them to leave Please and opened leave. the door for them. Walking out, the door quickly shut behind them and a closed sign was put up. Getting into their sedan, nothing was said. Silence was maintained all the way home, both of them wondering what the other was thinking and what did, if anything, the reader saw in the cup. The next day was an appointment with a palm reader. After giving Patricia a somewhat everyday kind of reading, Nicholas put his hand out. Taking the palm into her hand, the reader very carefully kept looking and didn't say anything. Then she asked for Nicholas's other hand. Looking at it, she then grabbed the other one and looked at both of Nicholas's hands at the same time. Getting up from the table, she came back with half of the money for the palm reading and gave it back to Nicholas and told him there was nothing she there could is do. Nothing I can do. She then asked them to go because her next appointment was coming up. Once home and sitting on the couch, Nicholas and Patricia started discussing what had happened over the last couple of days. Before heading off to work on Monday, Patricia reminded Nicholas to try not to point or give the middle finger to anyone, even in jest. Nicholas's day was going well. Work was enough to keep him occupied and having very little interaction with anyone. At lunchtime, Nicholas poured himself a coffee, pulled out his lunch from the fridge, and sat at one of the tables in the evening area. Walking into the lunchroom was Gertie, a very nice, hard-working, middle-aged woman whose desk was next to Nicholas's. She had been going through some hard times lately. She was taking care of her husband due to his rheumatoid arthritis and back pain, which had started in his neck due to an injury at work and is now causing 
paralysis in parts of his body. He has been unable to work since that accident. Walking is quite difficult for him, so he needs a wheelchair. Modifications were currently being done at their house in order to accommodate the wheelchair. During the day, Gertie has been keeping different hours to help her husband. A home care worker was only available for two mornings and two afternoons, so the company allowed her to change her hours. As she walked in, she said hi to Nicholas and proceeded to place her dinner in the fridge. She took a coffee cup out of the cupboard and proceeded to pour herself some from the glass carafe. She asked Nicholas how his day was going immediately after him taking a mouthful of lunch. He gave her a thumbs up knowing full well that he wasn't pointing and that his day was going very well. Gertie smiled and nodded. As she pulled the carafe towards her, the handle broke. The carafe fell onto the counter, broke and splashed, scalding hot coffee on Gertie's legs. She screamed and then took a step towards the sink and slipped on the spilt coffee on the floor, both legs going up and falling onto the broken pieces of the carafe. Others in the office heard the screams and ran in to see what happened. When fellow workers tried to move her, they realized that she had glass sticking in her back. Someone had called 911 already. 911, what's your emergency? Paramedics could be heard just outside the elevator, making their way in. Once she was examined and placed on the stretcher, one of the paramedics asked if the fellow sitting, the fellow on, the sitting on the floor in the, in the corner was okay. Looking. Everyone turned and saw Nicholas sitting there, his hands close to his chest, fingers interlocked, mumbling something. It's Somebody came up fault. to Nicholas and asked fault. him it's what happened. Nicholas remained frozen. Finally looking up at who was talking to him, all he heard was muffled sounds. He was in shock. Getting up, Nicholas left his lunch on the table and walked out. Taking his jacket, Nicholas went to his sedan and went home.